Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. How's it? Oh, it is going over here in the Dallas area. It is nice and warm, like I like it. Uh, but I'm, I'm heading out to the West Coast. Oh, I know. I'm not going to see you, though. No, it's a whirlwind. I'm going to be in L.A. from... 10 o'clock tonight until 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then I go to Vegas for one night to see Eric Church. And then back on Saturday. So it's really a whirlwind. You're such a jet setter. Oh, 
I am. This weekend, I am. But this weekend, you are. We're in LA for a business. So, you know, Sean has a meeting and then we're out. Then you're out. That's how you do it. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not a good time to come down and visit me, anyways, even if you had the time because. Oh my gosh. 20 homes burned down. I know that is so sad. I feel very sad for these people. And they didn't have a lot of time, right? There wasn't a lot of notice. No, I had to run errands all over town with my kids yesterday afternoon, and we were just watching the giant plumes of smoke everywhere. It was really terrible. I hate that. It's so so sad and depressing. And now your air is bad. Smoky. Yeah. Yeah. The only good thing is you're right by the beach. So it usually kind of the breeze takes it more than in the back. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. It is also field trip season. Seems like everybody I know is on a field trip. It is. Well, my (laughs) son actually got to go on his second field trip today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did they go anywhere cool? The stockyards. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got to see the cattle drive. And I think they were going to some, I don't know, they're learning Texas history right now in fourth grade. So they're doing the whole Texas thing. And you told me that you're watching some show that starts in Fort Worth. Yeah, I'm watching 1883, and I'm hoping they're not teaching your kid any of the history no. that is depicted on that, Hopefully that not. television show. <laughs> it's all like prostitution and murder. Oh, no, we do not need to know any of that in we fourth grade. That. Not yet. Save. Let's save that for By the way, college years. Talk about mm-hmm. uh, some crazy shit that happened here in Dallas, this man took his daughter to the Mavericks game, 15-year-old. Uh-huh. Supposedly, she went to the bathroom and went missing. So he notified the authorities at the Mavericks game, which was in Dallas, but he lived in a in a town called North Richland Hills, which w- I think it's like west of Dallas. And the police... In Dallas said, well, you, you know, you're from North Richland Hills, so you need to go there and report it. And that's weird. So he did. And they said, but this happened in Dallas. So we don't understand why you're reporting it to us. It didn't happen here. Right. So this shenanigans goes back and forth and they just consider her a runaway until finally they figure out that there's something going on. They put her face into some database and... She comes up as she's getting sold in Oklahoma in a hotel. She was in a hotel for days, basically getting taken advantage of and captured. You know, she was kidnapped. Yeah. So they recovered her. They did. Oh, my God. I Yeah, that's that's awful. So I don't know the specific details of how this man got her out of the Mavericks area. You know, that's where we saw that's where we saw Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. So I don't know that the specifics of that, but I would like to know how she met up with this guy or, you know, was was it kind of pre-planned? Did he meet her online? Yeah, like maybe they met online. Mm hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm at the Mavericks game. Oh, I am too. You know, meet me here. Tell your dad you're going to the bathroom. And then they. Yeah, because I would like to think by the time my children are 15, I can send them to the bathroom by themselves without worrying. 
I know. Right? But not your 12-year-old. I think 12 still too young. Take a friend. Yeah. Well, you ha- yeah, you have a 12-year-old, yeah. so you would Take know. Take a friend. Yeah. Um, also, we talked on Patreon about Vicky and Casey White. Yeah. The runaways from jail. Very convenient. Don't you think that they have the same last name? It really is. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, you don't even really have to get married. Yeah, what a what a bust that it didn't work out. I mean, they, she would have saved all that time doing paperwork and everything. Listen, and just... <laughs> I, went, I went down a rabbit hole and followed some Facebook group that one of our listeners sent me to. And now I'm fully invested. And there are people on there that are really upset that this did not work out the way that Vicky and Casey had hoped it to work out. I, Interesting. Uh-huh. So they are for love. Yes. For they, prison breakout love. Yes, they are. Here's the thing. They mm. went to a hotel in Indiana and I think they stayed there for five or seven nights straight. I read 10. 10? Yeah. 10 out of the 11 days that they were gone, they stayed in this hotel. I mean, if anybody is that stupid on the run to stay in one place you got to move your shit around. Well, I read on the TMZ that she was like that recording of the last thing that she says. It's like she's angry at him. Like you were the one who had to stay at the fucking hotel. Yes. Yeah. She was like, I think she knew they they should not have hunkered down in one place. Hello. He is very recognizable. Very not smart. And she really should have been calling the shots. I mean, clearly... All he knows how to do is get caught. That's why he was locked up in the first place. He should have been taking advice from her. This is true. Yeah, this is true. And I Damn I shame. am I am convinced that she did not mean to shoot herself. I think that was total accident. Yeah, it's a real sad situation. It is a sad situation. I mean, she was looking at 10 years in prison, but that's better than dead. Yeah. But don't do that in the first place. Come on, girlfriend. It's not worth it, even with the same last name. I can't wait to hear if your case is worth it. Well, it is another unfortunate situation involving a lady. It is. With with kind of a twist, like the Vicky White. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Today's case was a listener suggestion from Nikki Lockhart. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. Today's case is all about one disco biscuit named Peggy Joe Tallis. Oh and it takes gosh. place right in your backyard tab. Oh, no shit. Because that name, Peggy Joe, is the cutest. The cutest. It's the cutest, right? <laughs> it's the cutest. Yeah. Uh, my grandma's name was Peggy also. And she was the cutest. She was Peggy Ruth, but I think Peggy Joe's better. Peggy Joe is good. Well, this all takes place in the suburbs of Dallas or the Big D, as you like to call mm-hmm. it. Peggy Joe grew up in the suburb of Grand Prairie. Oh, that's where actually my husband, when he was born, he lived in Grand Prairie. What year was this? Right? Think what year or was what she year born? was she born? Don't make me do math. Sorry. This early. Okay. It was a we don't while. Need- <laughs> it wasn't at the same time as your husband. Okay. Just <laughs> okay. wondering if they, you know, went to kindergarten together or something. No. no. Okay. Anywho, Peggy Joe, like your husband, had two siblings, 
and she grew up with her mother. Her father died of cancer when she was four. Peggy is described by her childhood friends as being adventurous and fun. In fact, she dropped out of school when she was in the 10th grade because she said there were just too many more fun things to do than spend her days in the classroom. I mean... (laughs) She's right. She is right. She is right. Okay. So that's what she did. She was a real free spirit. She loved rock concerts and poetry books, and she loved going out in Dallas. In her 20s, she went out on the town most every night. She was a real character. She loved to play pool, and she could be a little feisty. She wasn't the type to get into bar fights or anything like that. But when I say feisty, I mean, for example, one night when her and her longtime friend had a spat, she left the bar and started walking down the street. And when she saw a car with the keys in the ignition, she just went ahead and helped herself to that car, gave herself a ride home. (laughs) (laughs) She just ditched the person that was in that was waiting for the car. She just stole the car. She She didn't know whose car it was. Yeah. So like that's like grand theft there, Peggy. Not think about. Yeah. Yeah. Peggy had some balls. She got lucky, by the way, because you are right. That is like auto theft. I don't know if that is classified as grand theft, but it's trouble. Is it right? I think auto theft is grand theft. I I remember watching. You're probably right. You don't you remember that um, video game? It's called Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. I think you steal cars and drive them real fast. You're right. <laughs> well, Peggy got lucky because that night she took the car. The police did catch up with her, but all she received was five years probation. Okay, I think not that's bad. pretty good. First, you, you know, bad. not spending a day in jail. That's pretty good, right? Okay. Now, Miss Peggy, she didn't do drugs, and the car thing was the most trouble she got into with the law in her younger days. Mostly, she was just a real good time. She held down a job to fund her good times working as a receptionist at a Marriott hotel for a while, but she would change jobs whenever she could like save up enough money to have an adventure like a road trip, and then she would make her way back to Texas. At one point, she got involved with a married man, but she didn't do it on purpose. When she discovered that he was married, she was real heartbroken, and it had a real effect on her because she never got very serious with another man after that. Okay. As Peggy Jo went through her 30s, her kind of freewheeling life in Dallas slowed down a bit. She moved to Irving, Texas, into an apartment to take care of her mother that was battling a degenerative bone disease. And she got a job working in the office of a construction company. For her family, she was like the fun aunt that would play games with her nieces and nephews when she was with them. And she adored her mama and took excellent care of her. She kept their little apartment impeccably clean and did everything she could to pay for all her mother's medications and needs. But something happened. Something that has happened to both of us, Tab. What? She woke up one day 
and she was 40 something. Oh, gosh. I think I just did that on Friday. <laughs> right? Yeah. It just happens before you know it, you know? It's true. I have never read that she regretted not having children or getting married or anything like that. But I get the feeling that what Peggy Joe missed was being a little wild and free like she was in her downtown Dallas days when all she cared about was making enough money to have a place to sleep and have a good time. And now, you know, she's 40 something and she had to take care of her mother and water the plants and grown up stuff like make sure the bills were paid and that there were groceries, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and she had to be home every day to do it. So she got to thinking there's got to be a better way to make ends meet. So Peggy Joe put a plan together to rob a bank. OK, that is a. Uh pretty aggressive plan. Yeah, I've never taken it. I've gotten pretty bored, gotten some wild hairs up my ass, but never been that wild. (laughs) I mean, we've been wild. (laughs) Trust me. We've been we've been pretty wild. Uh, Robbing banks is a little too far. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, What Peggy had working for her was that she was methodical and her plan was actually pretty genius. In May 1991, she walked into American Federal Bank in Irving, Texas, dressed as a man, complete with a glued on beard, big glasses and a cowboy hat. She simply slipped the teller a note that said, this is a robbery. Give me your money no die packs or marked bills. She acted as cool as could be and didn't draw the attention of anyone else in the bank towards her, including the security guard. And she never made the mistake of looking directly at the security camera. When she got outside, she didn't run or speed home or anything to draw attention to herself. She had just successfully robbed the bank and she hadn't said a word, and she didn't even have a gun. Okay, so do you know that I was in a bank when it got robbed? Do you know this story? At the Wells Fargo across the street from the mall in the Pacific View Mall in Ventura. It was Okay, I feel like you have told me this, but I kind of don't remember. So what happened? So I went up to the teller. The person next to me went up to the teller too. And I could just... They had a paper bag. I was like, who gets money in a paper bag? That's so weird, right? So I'm thinking this at the same time. And I could tell the the teller got a little weird, the one that was helping him. And I'm pretty observant, even when I was 18. But I was like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to get my money and head out. That's right. Smart. And he left right before me. I walked out basically with this guy, got in my car, and then all of a sudden, I mean, police were just swarming. Yeah. And I drove out. What I had heard is they locked everybody in the bank after that. But I had walked out with him. So I just kind of got away. Not that I was there with the robbery, but, you know, they didn't question me or anything because they didn't know who I was. Right. But I just I don't think this guy probably had no gun either. 
Well, the paper bag thing is such shady. Yes. Yeah, it is. I think that what part of what Peggy Joe's genius was is that, you know, normally when people rob banks, they're kind of fidgety. They look up at the camera. They look around. And oh, right. I think that tellers and everybody are onto it pretty early because they're trained to like look for somebody looking kind of aggro. Yes. Right. And they keep so a real eye on them. This guy had a note also that said, give me your money. I have a gun in my bag. Was her right. her note? Hers did not say she had a gun. Oh, it didn't. Okay. I think it's in Texas, though. And she's wearing a cowboy hat. Everybody has a gun, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think she did a real good job. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's kind of like it's her calling. Not that I'm like condoning it, but I mean, clearly that's how she felt with about no it shivers. Because... Could you imagine? I'd be like shaking in my boots. Right? No, I think she felt like energized, real badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, she went on to do it again and again and again. <gasps> all in, in Irving? No, all over. Okay. But that same area. The FBI agent who worked robbery investigations in the early 90s gave an interview to Texas Monthly, which wrote a really great piece about Peggy Joe. Anyways, he is quoted as saying, I have to admit I admired her style. She knew how to get in and out of the bank in 60 seconds. She was very skilled and efficient. She was as good as any man I've ever seen. So fun fact uh, according to that article, women commit less than 5% of the bank robberies that happen in the U.S. every year. Yeah, because it's scary. I think also a lot of security in the bank system. What do you mean? You know, there's cameras and marked bills and, you know, I just. Oh, yeah. And in some yeah. places, you know, they have those crazy banks where you have to walk in shuts you in the glass area and then you have to walk in the next door to actually get in. Have you ever been to one of those? No. It's in more, uh, I guess, crime-ridden areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very risky. Yeah. So I guess most women who rob banks do it for drug money. Oh. They're d desperate. So they're not really thinking clearly, not like Peggy. And Peggy wasn't doing drugs. She just wanted no. extra cash. Yeah. Most women quit or get caught after no more than two banks. Okay. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. 
You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. But not Peggy. She hit another bank in Irving, Texas a few months later, and then two others across town, in, but still in the Dallas area. At one of her bank jobs, a witness was able to get the license plate number off the car she drove away in. When officers traced the plate number and went to the registered owner's home, they found a woman sitting on her porch who did not realize that her license plate had been stolen until they pointed it out. Oh. Another genius plan, right? (laughs) Yeah. I actually don't know if I would recognize if my license plate was stolen. I don't think I would. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't. So the same scenario happened again with the stolen license plate thing at other robberies she committed in other Dallas suburbs. So all these robberies were on the FBI radar and they had nicknamed Peggy Joe Cowboy Bob because of the outfit she wore. Mm-hmm. So Peggy Joe gave the FBI a real run for their money for a couple years. One mistake she never made was accepting money that had dye packs in it. Apparently, there is some sort of pack that is electronically triggered at the bank's exit with like a laser to go off and it makes a plum of red smoke and the dye shoots everywhere and inevitably stains the robber and the money. Yes. Tellers tried to pass these dye packs off to Peggy Joe, but she just passed it right back. It seems like you know, she had thought of everything. But on the day she hit First National Bank in Mesquite, Texas, she deviated from the plan that had been working for her. She didn't change out the license plate on her Pontiac Grand Prix. This time, when FBI agents looked up the plate number, they found it was registered to Pete Tallis in Carrollton, Texas. Which That's, I feel like we talk about Carrollton a lot. We do. It's where the best Asian food is. Mm. You know, that's where the, the markets are and that really cute sumi sumi um, ice cream place and the boba tea. Tiger uh, sugar. Yeah, love boba. Okay. 
So when they went to chat with Pete, he told them, yeah, he owned the Pontiac, but he had given it to his sister a while back who was taking care of his mother because those two couldn't afford a car. When they told him that that car had just been used in a bank robbery, his reaction was bullshit. That car can't go fast enough. (laughs) He gave them Peggy Joe and his mother's address. And so they headed over there. Mm -hmm. When they got there, they saw Peggy Joe outside walking towards the car and they just let her get in and drive away because they assumed that she must be Cowboy Bob's girlfriend. Yes. Right. They did follow her, though. So they followed Peggy Joe and eventually stopped her and asked her who was at her apartment. And she told them it was just her mother. So they circled back and got Peggy's sick mama out of bed with guns drawn, looking for Cowboy Bob. They found the place was very tidy and no sign of Cowboy Bob until they looked under the bed and found a bag full of money. At this point, they are telling Peggy, come on, where where is Bob? Where's Bob? Right. Then an agent found in the corner of Peggy's closet, a mannequin head with a beard pit to it and a cowboy hat. Oh, that is when it snapped into focus for them when they took a real close look at Peggy's mug and they could see some remnants of glue on her face. That is also when FBI agent Steve Powell said that he announced, I'll be damned, gentlemen. Cowboy Bob is actually Cowboy Babette. (laughs) (laughs) And so Peggy Joe was arrested. Oh, Peggy can never get away with it forever. I know, right? Well, her family and friends were shocked. She hadn't done anything flashy that would make anyone question, like, where's Peggy Joe getting all this money from? You know, so they didn't suspect a thing. She had just been quietly paying for her mother's medical bills and medications. When Peggy was interviewed, she stayed quiet. She never told the police any of the juicy details that they wanted to hear, like, where'd you learn to rob banks? And this is real smart of her, though. Yeah, it is. And did you just keep doing it because you were having so much fun? Like, they really wanted to know. know? She's like, yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why she didn't answer them, right? And why didn't you change out your license plate this time? Because we might never have caught you if you did that. But she did not spill the tea. She took a plea deal and received a 33-month sentence. That's she compl- also not that long. Not that long, right? No. She completed her sentence quietly and never gave interviews and turned down offers from true crime authors to make her story into a book. She said she didn't want to she didn't want any more attention that would embarrass her family. When she was released from prison, Peggy and her mother moved to an apartment in Garland, Texas. She eventually got a job working as a cashier at Lake Ray Hubbard in the marina. Are you familiar with this lake? Nope. No. 
All right. Well, her boss at the marina became close friends with Peggy Joe over the years. She says she was beloved in the marina. She said Peggy Joe would like pull money out of her own pocket to help some of the poor families pay for bait that would come down to the marina to fish for dinner. And she was known to just spend a, like a lot of time just visiting with people that needed the company, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. elderly people. Yeah. So that was her life, working at the marina most days and taking care of her mother every evening. Then she lost her sister to breast cancer. And in 2002, her mother passed away as well. In 2004, she bought an RV. She sold everything from the little apartment that she shared with her mother and her car. And for a few weeks, she still hung out around the Lake Hubbard area, parking in the public park. She spent those days living simply, fishing the lake and visiting with friends She told them she was thinking she was going to head down to Mexico one day and live out her days on the beach, but her plans were pretty vague and like there was no rush. So she just started bouncing around to other Texas lake areas, which I mean, it sounds pretty dreamy to me, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of lakes in Texas. So yeah, that's kind of awesome. It sounds kind of fun. I want to be like kind of a vagabond spending my days fishing I have a feeling one day you will be when your kids are gone and you're going to be like, I'm just going to go camp around all over the United States of America. Yeah, that's the dream. I got ants in my pants. Yeah. I just want to fish, watch the sunset, take it real easy. I can see that with you. Well, you know, not so much for Peggy Jo. Something happened that has not happened to us. She turned 60. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, Gretchy. One One of these days. God willing, one of these days, right? Well, Peggy Jo turned 60. She got to feeling a little restless, I imagine. So guess what she did? She robbed another bank. Yep. (laughs) That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. She fashioned herself a new getup. Which this time was an old man with a floppy hat, glasses, and a mustache. Okay. She hit the Guarantee Bank in Tyler, Texas. Oh, I so I have not been to Tyler, Texas, but I hear a lot about it. It's not very far away. So, you know, she's back. Okay. And just like during her first reign of robberies, investigators were on the hunt for a man. What year was this? 2004. Okay. So in 2005, the following year, she pulled her RV into the parking lot of a jack-in-the-box across the street from the same guarantee bank in Tyler, Texas, that she had robbed the year before. Okay. This time, she said to the teller, this is a robbery. I need all your money. Don't set any alarms. She was so close to another successful hit, but she made a big mistake. What? She missed the dye pack. Oh. The teller slipped in. 
uh, and it worked just like it's supposed to. While she was walking out. Yeah. It caused a plume of red smoke as Peggy exited and it covered her in red dye. But you could still go. You could still go, but I guess it like ruined the money too. Yeah, well, she did. She kept going. Yeah, she kept going. But how it works is it like it gets the attention of people. Yeah. So it got the attention of multiple witnesses on the street. And one couple that was driving with their kids in the car spotted Peggy and thought to themselves right away, looks like that person just robbed a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Once you know. Wouldn't you know? Well, the wife called 911 while the husband told the kids, duck down while he followed Peggy. In oh, her my gosh. People are so crazy. Well, I have a feeling my husband is that crazy. Yeah, your husband is probably he, that crazy. You don't you don't think your husband's that crazy? Mm. You think he would follow the bank robber? I don't know if he is that into solving crimes like we are i don't think you should follow the bank robber i think it's probably a bad idea what if the bank robber i mean they're on such a high with this adrenaline just turns around and starts shooting you it's like a bad idea especially you've got your kids in the car Yeah, no it's a bad idea bad it's a bad bad idea okay oh i mean if you can get the license plate number and call the police call the police good enough Yeah, leave him to do that. Okay. So Peggy Jo, she's like, she's pretty cooked at this point, right? First of all, RVs don't make real good getaway cars. And on top of that, as fate would have it, some FBI agents were in town Mm. in Tyler. Mm -hmm. They were actually looking for bank robbers, too. There had recently been three robberies in the area and they were looking for a group of two or three young men that were suspects. Well, right away when they heard the call about, an, you know, another robbery, whatever, come in, they raced down the highway and caught up with Peggy Joe. I mean, it's not hard. She's in like an RV. Right. So <laughs> Peggy Joe's RV began overheating and the chase came to an end in a neighborhood. The RV was surrounded, and they had no idea at that point who was in it and or like how many people, right? I mean, they didn't know if they were looking for their multiple suspects. Yeah. So when the RV was stopped, Peggy pulled all the curtains so they couldn't see in. They yelled at her, come out, you're surrounded. And Peggy just sat inside, smoked a cigarette at her little table next to the box of family photos that she kept. She took her time, okay? She let the officers outside sweat it for a while. I would have dressed up like, oh, because she had that ink all over her. I feel like I would try to dress as a woman and be like, he's in there. (laughs) And then run. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not a bad plan. You got a little Vicky White in you. Oh, I know. I mean, not really, but well, I just feel like I, I could maybe do it a little better. Yeah. Awesome. That's how I feel. <laughs> in all aspects of life. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 
Well, let me tell you, Peggy Jo kept two guns with her in the RV. One, which was real, which is probably not a bad idea for a single lady bouncing around in an RV. Mm -hmm. And another that was a toy gun. Who knows why she had the toy gun? I mean, maybe she used it. She was thinking she was going to use it on a robbery if someone called her out for not having a gun someday or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So she grabbed the toy gun and opened the door to her RV with her hands at her side and yelled, you are going to have to kill me. Oh. The officers pleaded with her, please don't do anything stupid. And she replied, you mean to tell me if I come out here with a gun, point it at y'all, you're not going to shoot me? They yelled back, please don't do that. But then she stepped out of the RV with the toy gun and multiple officers shot her simultaneously. Why did she do that? She was just testing it or she really was over it? No, she was she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, it was was, it was her last ride. You know, she didn't want to go back to she didn't want to go back to prison. So when they searched the RV, they were really confused by this like neatly decorated little RV, clearly occupied by only the 60 year old woman they had just killed. Mm -hmm. They found her driver's license. And when they ran it, that's when they discovered this was none other than Cowboy Bob. They called the now retired FBI agent, Steve Powell, that had arrested Peggy Joe back in the day, and he was so sad to hear it. Right? Because you, you just kind of got to love Peggy yeah, Joe. You kind of want to, <laughs> like, you, you want to hope for the best. Yeah. So Peggy Joe's family and friends gathered at the Kaufman Cemetery for her burial. They said they will never understand why she did what she did. I know. They also say that they are certain that during that time that she sat in her RV surrounded by officers, she made peace with God. Her brother really doesn't understand it. He says if she needed money, she could have come to him. But he also says he knows that she had too much pride to ever do that. Yeah. I found her grave in Kaufman. I'll I'll post a picture of it. There was a short film made about her story in 2017 called The Last Ride of Cowboy Bob. It was featured at the Sundance Film Festival. You can watch it on YouTube. It's only 15 minutes, and it's just kind of a reenactment of the robberies she did in the 90s, and it ends before she ever gets caught. I I would give it a thumbs down. I don't think it really depicts the real Peggy Joe. Okay. It just kind of, like, glamorizes what she did. Yeah. The story is so interesting to me because I don't think since we started doing this, it's like the first time I was sorry to see a criminal get caught. I just feel some kind of way about Peggy Joe. I think we would have gotten along like peas and carrots. I think so, too, actually. I just looked up her grave. She died on Cinco de Mayo. No way. Yeah. May 5th, 2005. Ah. Uh. 
Goodness. Cinco de Drinco. Cinco de Drinco. She should have been having margaritas and not Robin Banks. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink okay I do have a little something to say okay you know um about drinking margaritas and such you know we really are into drinking the ranch water and I've answered questions about this on the Facebook group about like, what's the best way to make it? And I said, you know, I'm not a bubble snob. I know. I think we both said that. Yeah. But let me tell you, we've chapped our <laughs> me to some Texas watering holes where I had some proper ranch waters with the Topa Chico and a decent amount of lime. And it's changed my life. It really is. The Topa Chico is where it's at. <laughs> it is. And with the fresh squeezed lime juice. It, it's like one shot of lime juice to one shot of tequila to Topa Chico. Fill the rest in with Topa Chico. And you are, that is the golden ranch water. So, so get out your juicer. Don't think you can just squeeze one lime in. No. Okay? You got to juice that shit. Yeah, I ordered a case of Topo Chico from Costco. 
as did I, the I same week. And we both said it. We were like, we, she goes, you know, it's the Topo Chico. I said, you know, she's like, I've been converted. I said, me yeah. too. Sean was like, what are you, why did you buy this Topo Chico? I don't think it's as good as the Perrier. I was like, oh, trust me, drink a couple and you will, you'll get you'll it. You'll convert. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something fun, I, my Auntie Maria does. She, which you probably would like to do this too. She just takes a little bit of salt and puts it right in it. Oh, really? It gives it a nice little taste. Oh, if I'll maybe. try it. Yeah. I just yeah. like the salt on the, I don't know. On There's the something rim. about the salt on the rim. Because sometimes when the salt gets into the drink, I'm like, no, I don't want that. I just want it just on the rim. Well, just a little bit of salt in the drink is not bad. Yeah. Okay. I trust. I yeah. just retain a lot of water, so uh, I, you know, steer too. clear of it. Right. I just started doing cryo. I was so nervous about it my first time, but it's really, I really enjoy it. You do. Yeah, I do. And so I think it reduces inflammation, even if you eat the salt. You do freeze you your ass. have to get naked in front of people to do that? No, I know you have to get naked. So you don't I, actually I don't get like. fully naked. So you wear your sports bra or bra or whatever, but I think it can't have underwire. They don't want your like. Okay. Um, so I always just wear a sports bra in there and underwear. They give you a robe. So you put on the robe, you get in the machine, then the lady comes in there and sh- you'd hand her the robe. So sh- they never see you naked. Okay. And then they turn it on and you, s- oh, and you also have socks on and gloves. And shoes, like uh, slippers. Okay. And then you go in there for three minutes. And the first time I did two minutes. Now I'm up to three minutes, no problem. And it's cold. It's cold. And you're... Do you feel energized? Yeah. Like, what's the... You get out. And I mean, your body is like, you feel your skin. You're like, holy cow, it's like freezing. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like how I feel afterwards. I think think it's probably I don't know maybe it's all in my head but I feel like it's burning the toxins out of me yeah I made the mistake of exercising yesterday you know <laughs> it's not a mistake <laughs> well I do it so infrequently that I took some fucking punishment class called shred shred requires she told me. She lunges goes, I'm, I'm going to a class called shred for my first time in a couple months I'm like that's going to do it. My mom did the same thing. She went to Orange Theory for the first time she's worked out in like over a year, probably. She's like, I can barely walk. It's like, yes. Yeah, I can barely walk. Yeah. You know, where you have to like put your hands on the toilet just <laughs> yeah. to like sit on it. <laughs> yeah. like, so I love bad. that feeling. You know that it's working. Yeah, you, you are such a masochist. And that's also why you're skinny. I could help myself to a couple shred classes. I'll, say, I'll just say that. Right. Anyways, guys, I, is that a wapi do? No, not completely. Okay. Okay. I also wanted to tell you that Peggy Joe's favorite movie was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, well, that's not surprising. Not surprising, right? Which, I mean, if you're not familiar, it's an old Western about like outlaws. Yeah. Well, I just felt some kind of kinship to this because, you know, I stopped in Utah a few years ago at Butch Cassidy's childhood home just because I like happened upon it. And if you're in the car with me and my husband's not there, then I'm stopping and shit like that. Right. You know? Uh huh. So I've been wanting to watch the movie ever since. It's got like Robert Redford and Paul Newman. 
So I finally did. And? And I, and I thought I would love it because, you know, my favorite movie is Tombstone. So I felt like, gosh, me and Peggy, we just have so much in common. And then you year, didn't like, like it. Western. I know you didn't like it. I did. I wasn't feeling it. No. It's no, too it's, old. It's like, I don't know. Were you, it was it slow, slow. Yeah. It's like, what is it with those movies? They, they all talk like this. I know. Slow. And there's just a lot of long pauses. There's like a door slam. And then two minutes later, somebody <laughs> else walks in the frame. It's like, oh my God, I'm it's not. Just how movies were made then. So just it's interesting for sure. But movie time, you know, it's just how movies are made, just like fashion. You know, those old movies, a lot of them don't hold up. They don't. Remember when I watched E.T. with my kids and they were like, that was terrible. Yes. And I watched it again and was like, yeah, it, it actually is. It's not a good movie. It is very slow. It was very hard to watch also. But you know what? It is a classic. You can watch it anytime. Dirty Dancing. I watched it on Mother's Day. It's still so good. Yeah. It really is. And I had my kids watch it too. Well, only yeah, one. Yeah, because it's like a period piece. So it's like yeah. it's supposed to go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. The other ones, um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, still good. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, still so funny. Yeah. We watched that the other day, Ferris Bueller's. And then we went to the movies and we watched some Marvel movie. I can't remember because I didn't really watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched those movies. I almost killed myself during Sonic 2. So boring. (laughs) That's different than a Marvel movie. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Lastly, I want to thank Nikki again for this suggestion. This was a good one. Yes, we appreciate all your suggestions, but we especially, especially love doing cases like this that have some kind of unique twist. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, please, please keep them coming. Yes, I know. I think I'm I'm researching a couple cases right now that I don't know which one I'm going to actually do next week. But I think because she wrote us such a nice message i'm gonna do the one that our friend mel uh sent me and so it's kind of it's pretty dark but um it was a nice message mel yes thank you for that was a really really made both of our hearts happy but especially gretchen's because she was having a super awful day that day and then she was very happy after i sent that to her true story um, if you guys want to make us even more happy, you could go on to uh, your Apple or Spotify or wherever you can give us a review and you can write us a little note. Uh, you know, those podcast platforms say like that and they recommend us to other people. And if you are really into it, uh, like we are, uh, please tell your friend, tell your sister, tell your mom to listen to us. Uh, that helps us out and follow us on Facebook. We have a private group. So nobody even knows what you're talking about except for the people in the group. And that's called Housewives of True Crime Group. We also have another one for dieting if you're into that. Um, And we're on Instagram. You can find us all those places. Yeah, I think that's a WAP. Oh, one extra. 
You can also find us on Patreon. We talk a little bit extra on Thursdays, and this Thursday is a bonus crime Gretchen is doing, and it's going to be a good one. So that's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Yeah. All right. Clink, clink. clink. clink.